is a country beyond that which is known to humankind. A stray country. A country that exists west of October. Whose borders are somewhere between midnight train whistles and the distant hell of a dog. A country that lies somewhere in the stitched and jittering static between radio stations. A country that drifts to America like a traveling salesman. But every now and then stops to nest on a small town. A small church. A single street. And maybe, just maybe, some kind of delayed radio broadcast you've stuffed in your ears. Chapter 39 It's Hell Outside Wait! Billy said. The janitor froze, hand on door, ready to click open the junior high school door to the wild night. What is it? Jack asked. Billy looked outside. It's Hell Outside. Howl. Yeah, look. And Billy pointed, and the silhouettes of trees out were carousing with the horror of a wind, loud and vulgar, drunk on the dark night's doings. The wind, belligerent as a defrocked Presbyterian minister, honky-tonked into the trees. The trees, sauced on the affection through wild-card leaves by the bagfuls into the night. Bagfuls, as if the trees wanted to summon all the hefty lawn and leaves in the city. The leaves, shucked from mother's cradle, became bad apples by the influence of the howl. Spun and twisted and danced upon their own threads, unraveling in the wind, chewed up by dance and wind, dance and wind, sweaters committing suicide. Yes, the speed of earth hurtling through space at sixty-two some odd thousands of miles an hour could be seen tonight, outside, could be felt inside. The junior high school leaned into the wind, groaned against the grain. Had no seatbelt in this car screaming down this country road. Did not like the earth speeding so fast. The season howling so bad. Wanted to say something, but could only groan. And Billy was right. It was howl outside. The tree branches beat shadows on the pavement like Israelite slaves. The leaves ran round like men had lit them on fire. And the wind, responsible for it all, seemed to smile like it had just kissed the hand of some profiteer. The janitor looked behind them, did not see the sack, but knew it was around the corner, down the hall, around the corner, sitting, just sitting, and sat there, because it knew, knew the trash man and his boys could run anywhere they wanted on a night like tonight and still fall behind, because when it's howl outside, well, that's the trade winds for plastic sex. The janitor had said home, not house, 
and Billy knew he knew the difference. Billy could not imagine what a home would look like, had only ever seen houses, was raised in a house, grew up on a pretty little street of polite little houses, gone over to friends' houses, went to uncle and aunt's houses, gone to grandma and grandpa's condo, what was even worse. Home, the janitor had said. Billy looked outside in the struck match season of arsonist leaves running around with lit matches in their mouths. Somewhere out there, there was a home. The janitor had said it. Billy believed it. But where? And a walk through the shitstorm of leaves, all shucked from the trees by the bagfuls, husking the air with their dry throat mating call, cocking the ear of every hefty lawn and leaf bag within thirty-three miles. Billy looked outside. How? He didn't realize he'd said it out loud. The janitor's lip rolled his cigarette to the far side. His hand practiced gripping the mop. His mouth parted. The same way you milk a porcupine. The boys blinked. Very carefully. No one laughed. 